0: Welcome to Younger and Older. I'm Dave Wager with the leadership team here at Relate365.com. And today I'm the old guy again, and I'm with my good friend Todd McElhaney, who I think is one of the most creative young men I've ever met in my life, and I, I enjoy spending time with him and talking to him. How are you today, Todd?
1: Good, thanks. That's flattering. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're good to you're be one here. of those
0: guys. You, you know what's fun about you, honestly? You You honestly love God and you want to have God use your life. And you're always looking for how he can do that. And I think that's important in life, that uh, you make an effort in life to at least try to position yourself. So if God chooses to use you, (laughs) he's got a way to do it. Yeah, thanks. And I think that's important.
1: humbling, yeah. Thanks. Appreciate it.
0: And I hope all of you that are listening have people that are from different generations uh, in your life giving you input. Uh, because sometimes our faces are too close to the elephant and, and we see that it's really dark and gray and we really need to back up a little bit to see that it's an elephant. Yeah. And,
1: and having people that are in different stages of life helps with that for sure.
0: That's for sure. And I, if you struggle too much, go take a walk around a cancer ward of a hospital mm-hmm. and get a different perspective. Go look at a newborn uh, in a hospital mm-hmm. and get a different perspective. I think sometimes we get locked into Mm -hmm. Um, our life and everything in our life is so big and -hmm. and sometimes it gets big and ugly and we forget
1: yeah i know yeah like our life group and talking with you even this morning before we um, started recording just talking about like i have two young boys and um they're in stages where they don't always sleep and you know there's a lot of things that go on with just young boys and lots of energy and it's just—it's so encouraging to hear from from you and other people in like our life group that say, you know, this, this is a season. You know, you'll get through it, and yeah. <laughs> they'll grow up, and and we all did. Yeah, yeah. You know, all of us did. Have yeah, that's well, that's true. I grew up, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, you did. And you have a couple brothers, so it's yeah, not like you yep.
0: you couldn't get in trouble if you wanted to.
1: That's right. Oh yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting when you, we, there's so many things in life that when we look at the scriptures and we try and understand how we're to live, I think that, that people, especially um, your age right now, what you try and do is you try and understand things mm-hmm. and, and you're trying to understand things that you can't understand. So yeah. you get frustrated and then you make up a solution. And that's not a healthy thing to do. There are times where you can say, I don't get it and just leave it. Uh, let me give you a scripture verse, for example. All right. Skill. In uh, something that everybody actually knows, because we've said it, you know, so, so often, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, uh, when you look at what the scriptures say, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he'll make straight your paths. And then it goes on to say, Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Uh, if you do that, here's what's going to happen, it says. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. In other words, it, there are things that just wipe you out because you don't get it. You don't <laughs> understand it. Yeah. So what do you do with it when you don't understand it? That's the question.
1: Uh, well, I mean, it says right in the beginning, you trust God. And yeah. that's... Um, Man, that's a that's a daily. Well, that's a moment by moment thing. I think sometimes it's is. Is just choosing choosing to trust God and lean not on my own understanding. Like, because, well, like we just talked about, there's things that we try so hard to understand. Um, so
0: do you get frustrated when you can't understand?
1: Oh, I do big time. You know, we one of the uh, my wife and I have been you know just kind of interested in some of the different personality like tests and things that are going around and um one of the things in my personality is like i like to have things a certain way i like to understand them like to have things go accordingly in the way that like it's quote unquote supposed to be you know mm-hmm. um so to not understand stuff for for me is is difficult sometimes so
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> did you ever did you ever think of making a list of things that you don't understand
1: no, it'd be endless.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but but still use it. For example, I, yeah. I'm not much of a mechanic. Yeah, me neither. I have a car. Yeah. When the little dummy light comes on, there's a lot I don't understand. Yeah. At that point.
1: But I'm thankful that we don't have to understand everything to be able to use it. Right. You know, like we have so many tools. You know, cars just one of them. But like we're able to use those every day without understanding. Um, which is an interesting thing in itself.
0: Yeah, you're just trusting that whoever put it together.
1: Trusting whoever does understand it. Yeah.
0: So when you don't understand something, let's say your dummy light comes on the car. For those of you, don't, dummy light is that warning light that comes on for us dummies that tells us you better check the car because Mm -hmm. something's not right with it. Mm -hmm. So the the light comes on. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you do since you don't understand? And, and the light comes on and it's warning you about something, so what do you do with it?
1: You take it to somebody who does understand. Uh,
0: how simple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was that's, easy. <laughs> that's pretty simple, isn't it? Yeah. So in life, you, you get in a situation where you don't understand. What do you do with it?
1: Take it to somebody who does.
0: Who does? God. Yeah, got it. I right, mean, That was simple. It, when you take it to somebody who actually understands, what do you do with it?
1: You act on what they told you. You leave right?
0: it. You act on what they tell you. Mm-hmm. Dummy lights off. Mm. Did you understand how they did everything they did? Nope. Dummy lights still off. <laughs> you know, True, I think yeah. that's a, that's how it is in life. I think mm. I remember I was reading this verse one, uh, one time. I was in my office and I was sitting on my couch just enjoying God and thinking. And I was reading this verse through, and and I thought, God this is unreasonable. I mean, that's what I told him at first. I said, you know, you're telling me that my understanding is not adequate, but that's all I've got.
2: Hmm.
0: I mean, I don't have my Mm non-understanding. I have my understanding. And you're saying, don't trust your understanding.
2: Hmm.
0: Well, that's all I've got, God. How in the world can I live if I can't understand things? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I sat on my couch for a while and I just wrestled with God over this whole concept because I thought, I I don't get it. I, I'm so inadequate. And God, I think, kept saying, yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and there was silence after that. It was like, no, God, you don't understand. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, and I'm, 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 <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. That's exactly what happened to me. Then uh-huh. I started to laugh at what I was saying to God because um, I'm telling God, yeah. you don't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> And he's probably thinking in heaven, this is getting amusing. Why don't you keep mm-hmm. talking? <laughs> and eventually I, th- I thought, okay, wait a minute. You do understand what I'm saying.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't understand what you're saying.
1: Is that where you're, uh, you're, ex- you're saying about God's older than you yes. came from?
0: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> then you have to say, okay, God, you're older than I am, and you're smarter than I am, and you love me. I can trust you. And that, then I'm done with it. I, mm-hmm. I can't really put all the pieces together all the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I mean, in at this stage in my life, and you've gone through um cancer in your life with your wife, mm-hmm. and at this stage in my life, there's there's um a very dear cousin of our family who has died of cancer in the last week, and um, we're watching um Nate who has been on Younger Older, and I don't think he's going to be live on Younger Older again. He's in hospice now, and I encourage you to go to relate365.com and and download the programs where Nate spoke to us. And that we had a a conversation with him Mm -hmm. because I think it's not long before he's in the presence of the Lord. So we're we're seeing these things happen in a way that um, I have to question in my own understanding of how these things are coming down. Mm -hmm. But God right away says, Dave, your understanding is not adequate.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And if you're ever going to be okay in life, you have to deal with that. You have to deal with the fact that your understanding isn't adequate. But mine is. So you need to rest in the fact that I understand and I've got it covered and I love these people. Mm-hmm. So chill. And yeah. that's what I have to do. I, I I don't have to understand it. And that's a freeing thing to me. And I don't know if you see that as freeing, but it's freeing. I, I don't have to wrestle with the understanding part.
1: Yeah, I think that's where the, the peace that passes understanding comes in. Because to just to just let it go is a very hard place to come to to just trust god to have faith that he's got it to know that i don't have to understand I, which is which is crazy as as a person to to stop and get to the point where it's like i don't understand you know what i don't have to that is for me a very hard place to get to mhm but i think i think when i have um, it's incredibly peaceful. Right. You know, like, there's this this cal- calm confidence, you yeah. know, that, like, God's God's got it, and, you know, don't be anxious about anything but in everything with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. So when
0: you're feeling helpless, mm-hmm. you finally get help. Yeah. And it's not because you How have ironic. an answer. It's because the one that can help you is there. hmm and you don't even understand what the one that's going to help you can do. Mm-hmm. But you know that they can do anything. And yeah. that they always operate out of love so you can relax.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, how does somebody get to the point where they trust anybody? I don't know. I mean, if, if I wanted to learn to trust, you're married, do you, do you trust your wife?
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. How'd you get there? Getting to know her.
0: Yeah. So Spending you, you kind of can predict mm-hmm. you know, what needs to be said and what is said and mm-hmm. what is meant by. You You trust her because of the time. There mm-hmm. are people that are listening that, that they don't spend time with God and they want to develop their faith. Mm-hmm. There's no possible way to do that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it is vital to spend time. I'm just thinking about, you know, talking about my wife and there's things that we've, grown through and like i've learned about her from spending time with her and one of the things that we look back on and kind of laugh about is pretty early on when we were uh first married i was i was was i was wearing black pants and i put a brown belt on yeah and my wife was like no, 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 you don't do that. And I'm like, why, do, why not? And it was kind of like, <laughs> it was made into like kind of this big ordeal that didn't need to be. But now we look back and it was kind of like,
0: <laughs> no, you don't wear the black with yeah. the
1: brown. And I'm still like, they're both in camouflage and that's, that's, right. that's
0: good. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's so. funny you have that answer because I had the same answer uh, for my wife. Oh, I told really? her shoes are brown with black soles. Yeah, they are. So brown and black go together. And she just looked at me like, don't, just go change. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm wearing shoes that's that funny. are brown that's and black. It's funny how it comes down
1: to that. Yeah. Just go change. Well, every <laughs> once in a
0: while, the students, when I'm teaching at Nicolay Bible Institute, they'll tell me, um, your wife not dressed yet today? Huh? I I, I know what that means. Uh, that means whatever I'm wearing is not uh, something that they consider that is overly cool. That's you know, funny. To wear. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's kind of an interesting thing. I think here, here's what's interesting to me is that, you know, when somebody trusts somebody else, they've done it through this process of actually knowing them and they trust in who they are mm-hmm. and that they'll do something correctly. Mm-hmm. It, what's interesting, for example, in the last uh, six months, uh, my mother-in-law died. She died suddenly and we happened to be visiting her. They're pushing my father in law and my mother in law are getting to be ninety years old, so they're in a place and we were visiting them and you know my mother in-law died unexpectedly that we had just finished dinner, left her mom and dad, and we went back to the place that we were staying at and and we got a call that her from the nursing station where they were at that her mother died, and her dad has parkinson's and and he was sleeping in a bed next to her and she was in you know obviously in the same room, but he didn't know she died yet mm. The nurses did. And so they said, what do you want us to do? And of course, the rest of the family quickly got a hold of uh, my wife, who's the oldest daughter, and we were there. And so my wife had to go tell her dad Mm. that her mom died right next to her there, right next to him, he didn't know that. And what was interesting is that the whole family thought, let's trust her. She knows what to do. Mm. And I'm thinking, that's a pretty difficult situation to be thrust into. Yeah. You know, you you might want to tell her what to say, but nobody did. It was let's trust her. And boy, I'm telling you, watching her tell her dad was precious. Um, you could see why they trusted her. She was tender. She was kind. She was she mm-hmm. was loving. Uh, just this last weekend, we were down and visiting her dad, who is now in the room by himself, obviously. And uh, their family's pretty close, so one of his nieces and one of Linda's cousins died of cancer Mm. again the phone call came you need to tell dad
2: Mm.
0: so I watched her tell her dad again about a death of somebody in the family it's interesting that you you know who you can trust and you trust them with very difficult moments in life because you know you can trust them from spending time with them
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and that's what we have to understand about God if we're going to spend time with them then we're going to be able to trust Him. And if I'm not going to spend time with Him, me talking about trusting Him and my faith is weak and I don't know that I... Well, it's because you don't know Him. Mm-hmm. And if you want to know God, you need to do something about it. You need to spend time with Him. Mm-hmm. So I think, like anything else, you need to schedule that time and try and get it done. Uh, talking to somebody with kids your age, though, how often does the schedule work?
1: Um. Well... The schedule, I've been trying to be better about writing out times and planning out the day, but it's almost never happens exactly how I plan. Yeah. Especially with kids. But, um, it's interesting you bring that up just because even before we started recording, we were talking about the importance of being flexible and understanding that our plans can't be sacred. Right. You know, and that life changes, things change. And, um, yeah, it it happens a lot differently than we think a lot of times and some something I kind of wanted to just touch on too that we were just um came to mind while we were just talking about trusting God and spending time with him. Um and you had mentioned Nate and I just think um one of the things that happens when you spend time with God is you start to you know, think in a way that honors him. And a lot of that is, I think, eternal perspective. Yeah. And living understanding that this world is not our home. And thinking about Nate, you know, we we're praying for him to get well. And, you know, we might see, you know, we have seen him decline pretty rapidly in the last yes. several weeks. And and even it was, you know, I think less than a year where he was diagnosed with this. Yep. And just now he's in hospice. and. It's confusing. It's one of those things that we don't understand. and I think spending time with God, I think Nate understands it, you know, right And spending time with God, I think he understands it. but from our perspective, it might look you know really bleak, but when we have the eternal perspective, we can recognize all those prayers for him to be well are answered as soon as He's with God.: Exactly. And I think that is one of those things that we have to trust trust in God and that comes from spending time with him and um so anyways the eternal perspective thing was just something that kind of popped out to me while we were just talking now because I think um we would see it as like God didn't answer our prayers it's like no he not only answered the prayers but he made everything else about Nate's life better as soon as as soon as he you know gets to be with God yeah um
0: so, And if you spend time with him and his wife and his kids right now, they get that. Mm-hmm. If you spend time with my father-in-law right now, who, again, is uh, going to be 90 soon and mm-hmm. suffering from Parkinson's, you know, we know that when he actually leaves this earth, he's well.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm telling you, I don't know how people live who ignore God all their life and don't know who he is and, and how things operate. Mm-hmm. Because there's no hope for them. Yeah. And if somebody's listening to us, they need to understand that there's only hope if you have a relationship with Jesus.
1: Yeah. When when we were going through the surgery and everything my wife had for her lung cancer, um I just thought so many times and we said, you know, just I don't know how people pretend to do life without God. Like I don't know how people go through this. Um yeah, There you isn't know, that security or peace. No,
0: and if your hope is in medicine, I mean, when I look at somebody who's 90 years old and they have Parkinson's in there, and you're hoping that they can feel good about how they live right now, that's difficult.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: mean, that's difficult at best. I mean, yes, we can show honor. We can give them dignity. We can, we can care for them. I'm not saying any of that isn't a good idea. That's a great idea. That's what we should be doing. We should be caring for those who need to be cared for.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But there's no hope in that. Right. The hope comes in the fact that he can get cured again.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, even now, I, I told you his wife died suddenly. Well, she's well now. She was suffering from dementia and Alzheimer's. And,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Well, she is not suffering anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and those who don't have Jesus Christ as their hope, those who do not know God, they miss out on life. Uh, when Jesus was asked why he came to earth, he's, he basically said, I came to give them life. He didn't say, I came to keep them out of hell.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: He said, I came to give them life. And I'm thinking this was a perfect opportunity for God to say, I came so that dirty, rotten sinners won't rot in hell. You know, Mm -hmm. but he didn't say that. Right. He said, I came to give them life Mm -hmm. and and really life more abundantly. Yeah. Well, how does that happen? What happens like this? Uh, There's no way, and you've heard me say this, uh, Todd, several times, but there's no way you can love somebody and not be in pain. Love and pain go together. You can't get rid of one or the other. You can't, they go together. So when you are in, in love, you are in love with your wife and she gets cancer. And how old were you when that happened? I was
1: 24. Okay, so you, you guys are young. Mm-hmm.
0: And she gets cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, you were hurting. Mm-hmm, we were. And you were hurting emotionally? You were hurting relationally? Mm-hmm. Did you have children at the time? Yeah, finally, our oldest son was four months old. So you thought about possibly losing your wife and his mother? Yeah. Yeah, it was tough. That bothered you? Huge. It should have. Yeah. You know, everyone's listening going, nice, consoling day. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me when I'm dying not to have you come and talk to me. Um, Here's what I found out. I went and talked with Nate the other day in the hospital. He wants me to speak at his funeral. We were very frank about what we were going to talk about. We were very frank about eternity. We were very frank about his wife, his children. We had an excellent talk because we know that maybe in days and certainly within weeks, he's going to be cured. And he won't be here anymore. His children accept that. His children are young. I think they're first grade on down, and there's three of them. Mm -hmm. They understand that daddy is leaving. They know that. They understand. His wife understands that he will be leaving. I am telling you, I have watched a family that has enjoyed who God is and put their trust and hope in God, and this is not something that's going to derail them. They understand that this happens in life and that dad will be cured. But it's going to take leaving this earth to get cured. And if they know Christ as their Savior, one day there's going to be a grand reunion. And all of them will never face this again. And that's really what it's about at this point. If somebody's listening that does not have that confidence... I invite you to contact us or go into the scriptures and read what God says. Read John chapter 3 and realize that God says in, in the 16th verse, he said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. It's interesting how it's, it's couched in life because that's what God wants to give us, his life. And the sin in this life is, is what brings death, that it separates us from everything good. It separates us from God. And, and God makes it very clear, I don't want to be separated from you. So I've sent my son down to pay the price for that sin, to die on your behalf. And as I understand that, I understand my sinful condition. I put my, pl- my trust in Christ. Now, all of a sudden, in my life, God declares me as his, as his child. And, and when the things on this earth go south, they, they go bad. It is normal for those who love me, that are in a relationship with me, it will be normal for them to be in pain. Because they love deeply, you hurt deeply. However, the pain is not the kind that you have that's overwhelming, that destroys you. It's a good pain. Uh, let me suggest this, Todd. If, if, if you were somebody who decided that you are not gonna allow yourself to be in a relationship that's so close that you would feel no pain. So you kind of keep yourself at distance from everybody. Mm -hmm. I would say that you would have a pain there as well. Mm -hmm. It's an incurable pain.
2: Yeah, There are people that are
0: listening that are in pain because they've decided that relationships are too painful. And so they're staying out of them. They're emotionally staying unattached. They don't want to be in a relationship. They they want to make sure they're never hurt one day.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So they're they're mentally just staying. They've built a wall around them to make sure nobody can get in. And really, what they're now suffering from is the pain of rejection and the pain of loneliness. And I would suggest that you're not made to go through those pains.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So those pains are devastating. Where the pain of Loving somebody is what you're made to go through. Hmm. That pain is a good pain. The other pain is a bad pain. Have you ever had an injury where you had to get rehabbed?
1: Um yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. I did. So
0: when you get rehabbed, normally there's pain involved.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I had uh compressed a couple discs in my back and after after all that it was uh a lot of like PT and yeah, it was not always comfy.
0: Yeah. So the, the good pain is whatever the, the specialist tells you, here's what you have to do. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it hurts. You do it anyway. Mm -hmm. The good pain is something that's going to rehab you and bring you back. Right. There's bad pain involved too. And when I was rehabbing my broken, whatever I broke, you know, which was several things in life. Um, (laughs) whenever I was rehabbing the, 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 person doing it would look at me and they would look at your face and I'd be in pain and that'd be fine. You need to go through that pain in order to be okay. And then I would have a look on my face and I'd go, no, don't do that. And I'd say, what, what are you talking about? No, the pain you just experienced there, that's bad pain. That's going to hurt you. You need to accept the good pain in order to develop. You need to minimize the bad pain because that will destroy. Mm. Notice, I didn't say you need to not have pain.
2: Mm-hmm. There's pain.
0: There's pain, and if you're not willing to go through the right kind of pain, uh, have you ever have you ever like gone for a run or worked out and just been sore afterwards? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good kind of pain. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you're sitting there going, "Oh, I, this is so devastating. I, my muscles hurt." Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. that's not what you do. It's like, whoa. It hurts I, so good. Yeah, this is good pain, man. I'm, I'm developing into you yeah. know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, I, this is good stuff. You, see, I think that those that are listening need to realize that they, they need to be people who are willing to be in relationships and are willing to go through the good pain. Don't run from it. What it'll do is it'll allow you to love deeply. And I promise you, if you love deeply, towards the end of your life, towards the end of somebody's life, you're going to hurt deeply. But it will be a hurt, believe it or not, that's precious. Mm. And if you don't love, you're going to hurt at the end of your life too, and you won't have anything to do with it because you're not meant to go through that hurt. You are meant to go through the hurt and the pain of loving. Well, I appreciate uh, you listening to us. We're going to have to continue this discussion. Uh, Todd's going to stay in the studio, and we're going to continue younger, older. Uh, in the next uh, half hour and so uh, hopefully you come and listen to us and if not you can go get it on a podcast at relate365.com